It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. It's the weekend, 50% of it gone, 50% of it still to come, a Sunday morning, September the 10th. Coming up, we've got our seven days of real estate. A little bit of a look back over the last seven days, some of the interviews which included the economist Asti Mariasmo, who was talking about the recently released PRD Australian Economic and Property Report. We'll get to that in just a moment. We also this week caught up with Tony Abood in Sydney. Now, Tony has been involved in the real estate game for 43 years and he shares some of his insights in those 43 years. Scott Mitchell, the principal of Mitchell's Realty, we caught up with him last weekend. He loves talking about Harvey Bay, and it could be a bit of a a sea change for you, possibly for 2024, if you're thinking, let's move somewhere where it's a little bit warmer and you can get plenty of bang for your buck. That is Harvey Bay. Antoinette Nido talking about the other end of the market there in Turak, the luxury market. And Anthony Landau, the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance, he is a mortgage man and he's talking about the journey and how to best prepare for first-time buyers. So that is all on the way as we reflect back with our seven days of real estate. If it's birthday time in the household today, maybe some cooked breakfasts going on right at the moment. Happy birthday if you are turning a year older, September the 10th. Colin Firth is also blowing out the candles, turning 63. And Guy Ritchie, the English director, I think he was married to Madonna for a while there. He's on the birthday calls, turning 55 today. From buying strategies, a fluctuating market, the importance of data, geographical differences, confidence in the market, rental yields. Stay informed every morning from 6am. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country on our Sunday morning we go. Firstly, off to Sydney. Great news for you today. It is sunshine, blue skies and 20 degrees. Also dry in Melbourne, a cloudy day with 15. In Brisbane, expect cloudy skies with fine periods, a high of 22. And in Perth, also mainly fine today and your high 23. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. I always love looking at how we're doing compared to other countries around the world because sometimes, you know, we can get that sort of sense of, oh my goodness, are we the only one that is going through a housing crisis? Are we the only one where our real estate is becoming more unaffordable? where people are feeling that they can't buy into real estate. And the answer that we found is that it is literally a global phenomenon 
every other country is feeling the same way. Every other country have gone through the same sort of journey of post-COVID, the property market and the median prices just boomed and shoot up like a rocket. Um, and then it started to come back down as their, each of these countries also put up their cash rate hikes. So the pattern is literally the same, um, whether you're in Australia, in US, in Canada or the UK. But the good news is that comparatively to all of the prices across the world, we literally sit in the middle. So our prices are in that mid-range across the whole world. We are more affordable when compared to our neighbors, New Zealand, um, our far neighbors, USA and Canada and Hong Kong. So we're more affordable than these countries. So that's why we are still seeing quite a lot of people from these countries coming into Australia as international investors. But like I said, we're in the middle range, which means that we're less affordable compared to Singapore, Japan, France and Denmark. Okay, and what about Sydney? What are the observations that you can tell everybody in Sydney this morning with regard to the report and what it highlights? Well, the good news, I suppose, is for people who are wanting to get into the market in Sydney because both the capital city, um, Greater Sydney, as well as regional New South Wales, they're the two most impacted areas with the cash rate hikes. Um, We have seen a decline in property prices across the whole of Australia, but in terms of who was hit the most, it would definitely be Greater Sydney and regional New South Wales. So for anyone right now who is looking at going back into the property market, whether you're an investor, whether you're a first home buyer, um, this is your time to shine. It's like diving into a treasure trove of real estate gold nuggets just waiting to be explored with us on The Real Estate Podcast. You were telling me that you've been in the industry 43 years. I mean, what haven't you seen in that time? (laughs) I think I've seen pretty well everything, uh, particularly after the last two or three years of pandemic and how the real estate industry coped with that. So in 43 years, I started in May 1980. So I've seen a lot. I've been through quite a few cycles in real estate and quite a few trends and emerging trends. Now, just uh, picking up on the the cycles, because you have seen so many cycles, what's the one cycle, I think I know the answer to this, what's the one cycle that stands above any other cycle? Well, the most current one, this is the first time in my 43 years where I've seen interest rate rises, 12 interest rate rises go up and property prices not go down. Normally, interest rates and property prices are converse of each other. This is the first time they've defied the trend. And just on that point, over these massive cycles that you have seen, what's the worst one in terms of the interest rates going up and the the prices plummeting? Do you know which one sticks out? From memory, it was the recession we had to have. And in those days, I could probably say that if a buyer walked into our office and said, I wanted to buy a house, people were shocked that there was a buyer standing at the front door. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, those days are sort of well behind us, it seems. Well, absolutely, because in this current cycle, in this current period, not only have the rates gone up, 
uh, substantially. The prices haven't gone down, but the most telling point is when we're marketing properties at the moment, and just a couple of recent examples, a $10 million property, we've had over 160 inquiries in three weeks, a $2.7 million property, over 90 inquiries in three weeks. That's unheard of when you've had that many interest rate rises. There's a lot of these top-end properties that are selling pretty well. If you look at the current clearance rate, I think that's hovering around 74 75% clearance at the moment. There's no secret in the industry that there's a severe shortage of 10 to $15 million properties, and that's just the nature of the market at the moment. There's a lot of money in that top end, and that's a reflection of businesses doing well. When businesses are doing well, top end properties sell extraordinarily well. We are your local source for unbiased expert insights into the world of real estate. We are not a real estate company. Our only objective is to help you better understand the real estate market. Just reflecting on you know, pre-pandemic, we did see you know, 33% on average growth through just about all the markets across the country. Like, so there was variations, but definitely in Harvey Bay, we saw you know, 30 plus percent. The market definitely peaked around that June last year and uh, as soon as they started increasing those in- interest rates. And we've now seen the market just plateaued and, and, and has been steady. Really haven't had any downward trend in pricing since then. But in the last two months now, we've actually seen it start to rebound again. And his report does suggest the same. And they're suggesting that we can expect between 2 and 5% growth between even now and Christmas this year. And uh, I would tend to say that's what we're seeing on the ground. Our buyer activity is definitely improving because we are coming into this, or well, we're in now, the, the, the traditional spring selling season, which more impacts our southern markets because those poor buggers south of us, they're coming out of a pretty cold, wet and miserable winter. And uh, it's good to get out and about, look at homes and, uh, and sell homes. And then it's those sellers that are selling in our southern states that have had enough of freezing to death through winter are migrating to the sunny state of Queensland. And then some of those are migrating further north up to Harvey Bay. The trend for us is still the interstate buyers appear to still want that cosmopolitan lifestyle. So they're buying into the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and Brisbane markets. Those sellers are selling at a higher premium price. Some of them are complaining it's getting a bit busy down there. And then they're moving up here, buying in still very competitively in Harvey Bay, topping up the super and enjoying the lifestyle that comes with living here. And when it comes to new builds, perhaps you could highlight some of your observations around the current trends in new builds and highlight any trends that, coming back to this whole thing about devaluation, so highlight perhaps, Antoinette, some trends that could devalue properties in the future if you get the new build with trends wrong. An example that sums that up is I sold a a beautiful art house, which was a very custom, personalised design suited to the particular needs of the vendor, but it did not have broad appeal to the market. And I did manage to sell it successfully by finding the one buyer that loved it as much as the vendor. But I was the second agent and it did take several months. By comparison, I sold a property at Nine Landon Place, which was a Christopher Doyle design home. And architects like Christopher Doyle and Nicholas Day have really nailed what the market wants. So this particular home, great use of space, beautiful natural light, 
All the bedrooms had en suites. The indoors was beautifully connected to the outdoors and it flew out the door. I had 23 people at the first inspection with three bidders. So there's a tale of two properties. Grab your weekly dose of inspiration to help build a real estate portfolio. We talk to the best in the business every day. Learn from the professionals and know your property with us. Suddenly, what you thought you could borrow isn't now a viable number. How frustrating that has been for many people because you get this number in your head in terms of what you can go to to buy a property and the number is no longer viable. It's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, no longer viable. So there is plenty of frustration in the marketplace across Australia. I'm not sure Anthony Landau, the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance, whether or not I should have used that analogy. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Great to to be here. Yeah, I actually haven't heard that. I've heard a lot of analogies over the last 12 months with those interest rate rises, <laughs> but that is a new one, no doubt about it. You're spot on. It's been a massive transition and adjustment for people around how much they can borrow, what their repayments are for new mortgage holders, people looking for property, and obviously for existing mortgage holders, the, the changes in their, their repayments. So it's been a big 12 months for everyone to get behind them. Yeah, and let's just go back to Tuesday of this week. The RBA pause once again. Your clients, now they would have been just waiting to see what was going to happen on Tuesday before triggering their their next step because things are picking up, things are selling, days on market are less, etc. Yeah, look, I think since we had the first rate rise back in May 22, this was probably one of the months where it wasn't such a uncertainty around what might happen. The unemployment numbers, the inflation numbers all, po- all pointed towards the RBA pausing. So I think this result was reasonably well expected. It was nice to get behind us another pause, giving everybody a bit more clarity, certainty around where we're heading over the next three or four months. And it feels like uh, things are settling down a bit in terms of interest rates, which then flows into capacity and people making decisions. And we're coming into the spring selling season. And I think things are picking up, as you suggest, auction clearance rates, days on market are all suggesting a buoyant time ahead running into the end of year. And Anthony, as we enter another busy period in the property market, a wave of first-time buyers and investors is evident. So let's just uh, talk about some of the prevalent mistakes made by some of these first-home buyers and how they can potentially steer clear of these mistakes. Yeah, it's a really important topic. I mean, for those buying their first home, and as you said, activity's picking up, it's an incredibly exciting time. Uh, They're eager to get out there, look into the market. But the other side of it is there's a lot to navigate. And particularly for a first home buyer, it's everything's new and they haven't gone through this process before. So you're right, there's a hell of a lot to navigate and a number of areas that we've identified over time that the first home buyers need to be aware of. Stay ahead of the competition with the latest news, insights and data analysis on the property podcast that keeps you informed. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 